Today's episode is sponsored by Awesome Labs. For everything you need to build your own online store, do the smart thing. Visit beawesome.co.za. Awesome Labs, the web is chemistry. You're listening to Big Shot Business Podcast. The what, the why, and the how of building and running a successful business on the African continent. Here's your host, Linkford Biz. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Big Shot Business Podcast. This week, I'm excited because I have someone that believes in exactly the same things that I believe in. Not only does he believe in it, he has put it to work and he has written a book about it. I'm talking about the praying entrepreneur. I have him with me today on the Big Shot Business Podcast, and it's going to be an exciting episode. But without further ado, let me allow him to introduce himself. The Praying Entrepreneur, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great, man. It's really lovely to finally have you. I'm so grateful to be part of your program. Did you need a little bit about myself? You did, indeed. Yes, um, it's just a normal person. Um, I was actually raised in villages. Uh, that's where I come from. So I was born in Limpopo in a village called Hamakita. Um, that's where I went to school. Um, so I only left the village when I was going to university. Now I started to, to get to understand what I'm capable of, what can I do? You know, you can be in a village, you won't know much of your potential due to access to resources such as information and a lot of things. So uh, by profession, I'm an accountant. Um, I'm the founder of a company called Laftorison Group Companies, which has a couple of companies. One is accounting firm, one is an IT consulting firm as well. So yes, um, I, I still call myself near at this point of time because I started entrepreneurship when I was 18 and now I'm 24. So you, you understand the the... the the experience that I got at a, at a young age from, from that point of time. So yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. Um, my full name is Ndibuo Laftab Wacha. Yes, sir. I think I've, I've given you more oh. about me. Eh? <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, <laughs> if you can maybe go deeper, you yes. know, um, into, into yes. um, how you grew up, what the environment was like there. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. First thing that just came in. So I would say I was born uh, in a family where we, we are Christians. So we relied more on prayer than a lot of things. Um, as well as my, 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 my dad was an entrepreneur. But at that point of time, being an entrepreneur was to have a spaza shop, you know, that means you're an entrepreneur. So yes, I used to count, I used to count cents uh, for biscuits and, 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 and Simbas. But at that point of time, uh, being an entrepreneur in the village was regarded as you actually not yet there. So my dad was forced to go and get a job as well. Um, he had to work as well. So I come from a family of five. So we struggled time where my dad ran, went out of business because he was looking for a job. Um, at that point of time, yeah, that's when I, I realized sometimes you need to use your last breath just to survive. But uh, through that time, that's where I learned the power of prayer. Um, it's not like I, 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 I'm here to promote prayer. I've, I've experienced it, man. Uh, my parents would tell me that we don't have food, we don't have this, but um, God will never let us suffer in this um, circumstance that we're in. So from that point of time, 
I, I, I learned one thing. The phrase that I always remember from my dad, my dad will like, whatever you do, always remember to pray. And as much as you're going to pray, if you were to start something, make sure you tell God first. Let God know what you're doing before you do it because you don't want God to know about the things you're doing when they go wrong. So from that point of time, I started applying prayer, even at school, you know, when I'm about to write exams, I'm like, no, I pray. But my dad always say, it's not only about prayer. You need to do the work. God wants someone to, to, to apply the faith. So you need to show that you believe what you prayed will happen. But there's no exception, man. As, as much as um, you're praying, you still have to do what other people are doing, to put the hard work in. So that's how, that's the environment that I, I grew up in. At that point, in, in, in my village, entrepreneurship was not something that big, but it was for surviving at that point of time. So, yeah, that's, I think that's my background of where I actually grew up um, and how I actually grew up, yeah. Wow, that's, it, it's a very interesting thing because um, I believe Africa is the only continent in the world that has this much uh, of a relationship with spirituality. I understand that the, the, the Western cultures, they also have their version of it, but I think Africa has it at a different level than anybody else. And it's really an exciting thing, finding entrepreneurs that actually pray about the things that they do and uh, pray about the type of services that they're going to, uh, to be rendering. Now, you mentioned that you, you, you started your journey in entrepreneurship when you were about 19, right? How was it like? What, what made you finally decide, you know what, I'm going to head out on my own? Because for most 19-year-olds, I think they'll be, they'll be thinking, okay, um, I need to find a job or uh, I need to find some means of uh, paying for my tuition to finish varsity or something of that sort. But it's a rare thing. And I'm, I'm really liking the fact that it's actually beginning to, to rise now. But it's, a, it's still a rare thing for someone to just say, oh, you know what, I'm not going to follow that path. I'm just going to start my own business. What got you into that mood? Yes. Um, firstly, let me say, you know what? Um, it's a blessing for you to discover who you are uh, or your gifts at an earlier stage. Some people, they only realize what they're capable of. Some 40s. And, and then if they've known that earlier, they would have been big, you know? So I was fortunate, but with me, so what actually happens um, uh, is uh, first, first year in university. So I go to university. My parents didn't have at all funds, no investment, no anything for me to go to school. But, you know, through when God wants things to happen, things will happen. So I managed to get a bursary. Then I went to university. So when I was at university, uh, bursary could pay for certain things which are school related. And I'm in an environment where there's people who can afford Nikes, who can afford to go out because their background was good, right? And I couldn't complain about it. I had to come up with a solution. So at that point of time, as I said, I did accounting science. So that means I was doing business management, accounting. So at that point of time, I had to find a way for me to make income because I couldn't bother my parents at home because they were not working. There was nothing I can do. And I was the first person to go to university in my family. So that's where the entrepreneurship came in. You know, an entrepreneur, I, I always define it as a person who can actually identify opportunities that some people cannot see just because it's an eye. It's just like that gifted. You are, you are in that level where you see things differently. So yes, um, 
Um, then I had to come up with a solution to make money. We all started there. At that point of time, it was passive income. So I said, okay, fine. I sat down. I said, what can I sell to, 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 to make money? And I realized, no, man, I don't have money for, to buy stock. And I can't call my parents and ask for stock. So then I said, no, there must be something that I can do. And then I realized I can um, sell knowledge. That's how I started business. I wanted to start something without something. <laughs> I don't know if you understand me. I do. <laughs> and the, 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 you get it. I had the will counting because I know, because I know how businesses operate because that's what I'm learning at school. Um, so I decided to say, a lot of people, they don't know how to start businesses. A lot of people, they don't know anything about profit. They don't know anything about accounting. They don't know anything about marketing. I can give that information. Then that, co- that makes me a consultant. That's how I started, man. I started as a business consultant. I, I didn't invest any capital. I didn't put the only amount that I asked from friends was 300 rand to register my company. That was had to put any. The only thing that I had, I needed was just my brain. So I started consulting. I started sell, selling consulting services. I helped a lot of people start their businesses in, in university at that point of time. And that so made me money. And that so this company is still available today and it's making me, and now I can live, now I can employ people and people can also make a living. Imagine I started with 300 trend just to get it registered. So yeah, that's how I actually got into entrepreneurship, man. Well, that's that's really amazing because <laughs> these stories are always an inspire uh, an inspiring thing to me because um, there's there's something that um, what's the guy's name now? Uh, I think his name is Jason Hill. He's the chief engineer at Hill Helicopters. Now there's something fundamental you said because when somebody asked him what inspired you to design your own engine. He said, no, it wasn't inspiration. It was desperation. And it's the story of many entrepreneurs on the continent, <laughs> you know, 100%. because you get to this point, you get to a point where you're looking at it and you're thinking, I need to do something, but I need to be able to start from nothing and create something. And that's very godly. You know, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was hoping we could uh, get into your book, but hey, I, I'm seeing the conversation is already there, you know. <laughs> Because yeah. in the opening statements of your book, um, there's a prayer by, um, I believe it's Missy Wallace. Yes, right? yes, yes. And there, there are some of the things she says in the beginning of that prayer that entrepreneurs are like artists. And more so in that, they are the only people that sort of imitate what God did in Genesis. You know, 100%. Creating, creating something from nothing. 100%. bringing order from chaos you know and it's really amazing that we have these stories on the continent now the business that you finally chose it's in line with what you studied in school that's correct right 100 percent. all right beautiful how was it like starting that business what were the challenges you faced and um how did you sort of resolve them or, or solve those challenges yes um first of all i'll tell you um from from my experience and from what i've seen um, starting a service business and starting a product selling business is very two different things. So when you are, you, you, you are in my space where you are selling services, that means you're selling, you can trust me. 
I have the solutions to your problems. You see, so my challenge, you can quickly guess it. I was young at that stage and I'm coming to you and saying, I can take your business from zero to here. And then you start asking yourself, this is a boy, this guy is still young. You get it? Yeah. So <laughs> I had a lot of, of, of challenge in terms of, you know, uh, trust. A lot of people couldn't trust me at that point of time. They thought, you know, sometimes I had to say, no, wait, you don't have to pay me now. Let's do it. I prove it to you. Then you pay me later, you know? So that was my biggest challenge because every time when I have clients, especially big clients, when I go for a meeting, they always get surprised. Wow. No, we didn't ex- we expected a chubby man with, you know? Yeah, but <laughs> at the end of the day, as you can see on my book, there's a lot of good uh, reviews or testimonials of good people who are actually, who made it in business. So those are the people that, were testing waters. They were like, is this boy, can this boy take us somewhere? By the end of the day, you know what is in here? It's totally different from what you see from the outside. So yeah, my challenge was um, actually getting the trust from people. Uh, but um, after building my portfolio and proving myself, I managed to actually um, turn that um, thread to an opportunity. So yeah, that's that was the only challenge I would say, man. Well, you know, being young, it's both uh, a blessing and a curse in most cases. <laughs> you are trying to present something and the person you're presenting to is looking at you thinking, are you, do you have the experience to, to, to do what you're saying you can do? You look very young. It's as if you're coming from school or something. And now you're telling me that you can solve business challenges that I as an adult have had for so many years and you <laughs> having particularly no experience you want to solve. It. It's an amazing challenge, you know, uh, being young. And then the, I think the, 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 the beauty of it is when you then prove yourself and you did that when you started uh, accumulating clients, you did that. And that's an amazing thing. Would you say there were particular skills that you had to get on top of the skills that you already have, right? Were there particular skills you, you found out that on the ground, oh, this is actually needed, this is necessary? Yes. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know if you regard this as a skill, but the first thing that you need faith. You need faith because um, I, 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 I got a lot of people who said, no, man, you can't do this. Um, I had a lot of people say, are you trying to do you won't go anywhere and and you know sometimes i fear rejection because i knew i'm young and i'm going to meet this big company you know i i knew they're going to say something about my age they're going to say something about my look but that faith man was the first skill that actually um let me not even think about those and other parts which actually driven me to even go and approach and get those big clients you get it so the most important thing you must believe in yourself you must have self-esteem so um, that self-esteem actually um, woke up that um, leadership skill in me you know then i became that person who's who's not scared of anything so you need that faith you need that positive mindset that will say regardless of how much it takes and how bad it looks you must be willing to go and you know you must be willing to 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 challenge yourself to get them um a second skill is student mentality uh, you know what uh, you, you'll never know everything you you'll never be the master of everything we learn along 
If you say you want to learn first, then you start business, you'll never learn. They say you will only know about business when you are in business. You get it? So if you decide to say, no, I want to know business before you get into business, likely what you're going to know is the theory that they'll teach in class. I get to understand that what is in class, it's very totally different from what you 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 get in, in reality. Like for example, they will never tell you that someone will say you're expensive. What are you going to say? You don't know, right? <laughs> so yeah, the most important skills, just to summarize them, the most important thing, faith. The second thing, um, uh, a bit of leadership. You need to, to show that you are responsible. You need to show that you know what you're doing. You know what you're talking about, you know? And student mentality, be humble. Be humble, but be humble and deliver. So when you're humble, you, you learn more. You learn more, you take more. So that means you grow, you grow, you grow. And that's what made me to, to, to be in this stage in life, to say, 10 years to, 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 to lend them, you know, with experience, but because I was willing to, to get that part of, of learning. So, yeah, I think that's the most important skill. Once you had started, you had started your business, right? Were there points where you thought to yourself, well, I'm doing this and it's working, but I needed to grow bigger, right? What did you do to then take it to the level that it, it is now? Yes, um, I really appreciate you asked that question. So remember from the start, the reason for the business was for me to be able to afford the Nikes. I, 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 I was in university, right? I wanted to afford nice clothes like any other kids and all those things, you know, be able to go out. But yes, the vision changed. Um, as much as I was able to do that for myself, I got to the point to say, no, now, now this is a business. I need to to formalize this and get to invoice, get financial statements. Yes, but the first thing, the reason why um, it got to the point where I thought um, I need to, to do something was um, when I got one, uh, one client that um, was actually a company that was operating and uh, that company that is, was operating, um, they actually, gave me so they wanted to consult from me and then i realized no that means now there will be a lot required from me i'm no longer the war i am a business that's when now i actually called my company called spectrum business consultants so then we started registering everything because now the vision was more bigger i realized oh i can do more than what i thought i can so initially it was just to do this thing quickly and get money and finish school and then maybe when you finish school, then you go and get a job. You get it? But it literally changed. And then I just realized, no, I'm doing this degree now for me to run my business. So every time when I'm in class, when they say one, two, three, four, I was taking notes for my business, not for me to go and, um, and, 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 and add more value on someone's business and employee restricted in, in, that, in that manner. So what actually happened is... Um, so we started formalizing everything. Then I would start invoicing. So I started to, to trace how money is coming in, doing projections. Then that motivated me to say, okay, that means there's an opportunity to grow. So that helped me a lot, man. And if I was to give you um, a practical example, it's when I was still in university, my company would make maybe, let's say, 2000 a month. That was, but that was something for me at that point of time. 
But to this, to this time around, I would say a company that was started with 300 now, roughly anything between 30 to 50,000. As a small company, um, um, that's what I can get only from consulting services. Remember, there's no cost of sales in consulting services. So it, it actually that changed along. So now I, I saw no need to say, why should I go and sit to, to in an office for eight hours, 10,000, if I can actually make, you know, make a living with something that I'm passionate about. So yeah, no, that's the force was the vision gets bigger as you are in it. So what happens is you start with a small vision and then the small vision will, will give birth to a great, to, to a better vision. And the better one will always lead you to the great one, you know? That's amazing. It's really fantastic that, um, your story is a really inspiring one because from from where you started and where you have taken it to it it man it's really it's really an amazing thing it's something that i wish even if we would have just 20% of africa trying it out you know it would really it would really change um the the the, the perspective that the continent has about starting a business you know in most cases right whenever you mention prayer right Yes. People have this tendency of um, sort of drawing back and putting a boundary in between and saying, no, this is business. It's not church, <laughs> which, which to me, I always find it as the most, as the most, I don't know, a, uh, dull way of approaching things that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And you go to a point of uh, writing a book about it as a praying entrepreneur. What triggered that? What got you to the point of saying, you know what, I'm going to write a book about this? All right. Um, yeah, you know, first of all, I, th- there was just a burning point in me. Ne? Um, so one thing, there was a situation um, where someone says the government is not doing its part on creating jobs. And I quickly disagreed. I said, look, the solution is not in the government to create jobs for people. The solution is in the government ensuring that there's enough people that are initiating or taking the way of creating jobs. So we, the entrepreneurs, we're the only people that has the power to create jobs, right? Yet we have 90% of people seeking jobs and 10% creating jobs. You see the imbalance. Supply demand, it doesn't balance. That's why there will always be a cry, right? So yes, you're right. Africa, if anyone can try this, if you're still looking for a job, if you can try looking at the things you're passionate about and how you can monetize that, maybe you will find, we can find another Bill Gates. Maybe we can find, uh, you know, you get to realize what you're capable of when you do it. Um, yes, now I'll, 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 I'll start to, to answer your question. What drived me to write the book, The Praying? Yes. Uh, um, most of the most of my clients that have they've consulted with me and they've actually uh, made it in business. Um, some of them they've stores in malls. That means they made it big, right? So they they started asking me to say, "Say, we know you give us consulting service of technical things that you do, but we see you are still a young man." Yet, your business just keeps on growing and we are happy. Tell us, what is the secret? You know, and I started encouraging most of my, my clients, look, you know what, business, it's, 
three times being an employee or 10 times. You are a boss. And that means if you are a boss, you are a king. Anything that comes, even if it's a storm, it starts with you. You have to defend the people at the back of you. That means you are another Solomon. That means you are David. So what happens is it's a battle, you know, and a battle needs someone who has, I shouldn't say a backup, but you need to have an anchor. So now they start saying, tell us what is the most, um, what is the determiner or what, what actually helps you? What, why are you this successful at this point of time? Then I realized it's only by prayer, I mean, uh, prayer with good work. And I had to share that. I know it was a subject which I got a lot of negativity um, um, feedback. Some people said it was not possible. I even got rejected in a store. Let me tell you, I got rejected in a store. They said, where should we put your business, your book, business or religion? You get it? And they said, no, 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 no. We can't have your book on the store. I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. My God. And they're lost. <laughs> It happened, and and just after just after a week, my book won an African Authors Award, just like that. But the reality of things is, um, I wanted people to know that prayer actually does work. It's not a lot of people who are proud to talk about business people. We have a lot of successful African leaders. You know, when th- when things goes wrong, they bow down and consult. They talk with God. He, you know. It's just they, don't, they are not advertising it maybe because they are not pastors. Some, they think the only people who can do that, who can testify on that regard, it's, you know, they, they just want to talk about money. But because for me, it worked and it's still working today. I felt like this will be my gift to the, to the world, to entrepreneurs, because a lot of people quit. Why do they quit? It's just lack of certain, certain tools that you need. And one of it, to stick around even when it's it's not right like when it's hard because it can get hard man in entrepreneurship so yeah that's to, to write the book it was just to testify on the impact of prayer in my life yes oh that's beautiful that's beautiful we really appreciate that you actually took that step and testified because in most cases people think uh uh, religion and business cannot mix. I like something that um, uh, I believe it was the late Zig Ziglar. Yeah, he's the one that's the. When somebody asked him, Mister Ziglar, how do you re- how do you reconcile uh, business or success with prayer? And then he responded, I don't think God created diamonds uh, and all the rubies and all the beautiful things for certain sponge. I think he created it for his own children, right? And I think that was a very practical response. 100%. And people need to understand that part, you know, and this is, this is why, this is why I think your book is one of the greatest books that we, we have that cuts across the, the, the divide between business and religion. Not necessarily that I consider Christian as religion. To me, Christian is a lifestyle. It's a relationship with God. 100%. You know? 100%. And yeah. I am not apart from my business. I am my business all the time right? And I am Christian all the yes. time. So I don't see why I have to put those two in different boxes. For me, it's the same thing, right? I, 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 I run a business as a Christian, right? And I'm a Christian as a businessman. You understand? So it's one thing. I'm still the same me. And that's... that's You're the still the servant. Now, You're the servant. Your, 
Have you heard about Big Shot Business Network? It's the place to be for African entrepreneurs, business owners, and professionals just like you. Join millions of fellow entrepreneurs today by visiting likeabigshot.com. Big Shot Business Network. Connect. Share. Grow. Exactly. You see, and in, in your book, right, you, I think it was chapter six. I really enjoyed it because um, there there are some things that you you mentioned there um i think chapter six is the one that talks about the mistakes that entrepreneurs make and i'm just going to try and and outline them and you will go uh, into into detail um no problem number one you said it's failure to plan right number two it's skipping market research i'm guilty of that one at one point and <laughs> um <laughs> choosing the wrong form of business that was number three. Number four was waiting too long to hire. Guilty of that one too. And number five is constructing the wrong team. I think this is one thing that I've seen since I started talking to entrepreneurs. I've seen uh, team dynamics being one of the biggest challenges. And I'm glad you talk about it in your book. And number six, you mentioned not having a website. Please tell them I've been trying for a very long time. <laughs> this is yeah. very important. And particularly in the age we live in, and that's beautiful because you put it in there. And then number seven, you mentioned waiting too long to seek financing. Hey, trying hustling, hustling. Why hustle when you can smooth out things, right? I like that point as well. And uh, number eight was um, underpricing your products. I was guilty of that at one point until there was a revelation from the most high. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, number nine, you mentioned um, thinking a business loan is the only answer. Please tell them I've tried. <laughs> it's not the <laughs> Right. And then finally, you mentioned failing to invest in marketing. Please tell them. <laughs> These are some of the, 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 the mistakes <laughs> that uh, um, most entrepreneurs make. Right. How did you address them? How did you how did you get to a point where you're like, you know what? I don't want to do this. Let me let me do it the right way. How did you get to that point? Is this information you knew before or is it information you found out on the ground? All those mistakes that I'm, I'm actually, I actually mentioned today, there's a lot of mistakes, but those are the most um, common mistakes. Um, common, I mean, they applied to me. I actually, at some point of time, I, I, I made some of those mistakes, man. And most of my clients, they, they, they actually made most of those mistakes. So to address them. But um, let me start with um, not having a business website. Right. That's the one that I like to talk much about. Um, why? Because my company also do IT. So we do websites on a daily basis, which is another form of business that I do that I love a lot. As well. I, I said on my, on my book, I said, not having a website, it's more like, or not being on, if I, I go to Google and I search you and I can't, I can't find you or I can't find your business, it's more like you don't exist, literally. It's more like you don't exist if you're not on Google. So the only way you can be on Google, it's when you have a website, right? 
And as much as for people like us who, who sell services, right, who sell trusts, we, 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 we often get questions like, Where, what is your, what is your, can I get more information about you? You know? So having a website is very important, especially if you want people to take you serious. That's the most important thing. Laftorason group of companies here to assist you in that regard. So during this time around, I, I see a lot of my clients now. Now they are getting online stores, they're getting websites, because they got to realize that the website helps you uh, boost your credibility. People only trust you if they can find you on Google. It's very important. And you can also showcase your experience as a business to say, we have done one, two, three, four. So if you don't have a website to me, obvious. I just conclude that your marketing is failing already. You, you, are, you are a small business if you don't have a website. That's how, according to me. But now it's very mandatory for every business actually meeting them. How do you do that? That's why it's very important to have a website. Next point, I will emphasize it. It's very important that you, you plan uh, in business. You know, everything has to, to go with a plan. A business, you don't just wake up. Today, you do that. Tomorrow, you do that. You know, you, you need to have a plan because the plan is the only thing that will help your business stick to the business vision. If you don't have a plan, your vision can change anytime. Your vision can change do you find the business tomorrow is this mission? Tomorrow the mission of the business is this one, the vision. You see, so the business doesn't have a direction. So you need to have a proper plan in your business. Um, you must have a marketing plan to say, this is how we're going to get our clients. This is how we're going to get our customers. This is how we're going to promote our product. So most of the entrepreneurs, they get into business saying, we'll see it as it goes. You know? No, it doesn't work that way. It definitely doesn't, because you are not ready for anything. And some of the things will come, you find that you don't have the right things to face them. Then you just beg off. That's how a lot of business, that's why a lot of business, they don't make it within the first year or two years of registration. Because you, you, you don't do, so it, it, it jumps me to, to the market research. You don't do market research. So it's more like that you don't know. You know? You, you're actually getting yourself in the things that you're not aware of what to expect. You know, you don't even know if there's competition. You don't even know what are the standard prices. You find that you are the most cheapest. And because you are the most cheapest, people, when they see your services or your product, they're like, hmm, is this real? Is this original or is fake? And it's like, can these guys really deliver something, you know? So now you, you are making people ask, ask themselves questions. Why? And you think you are being nice to them because you are changing less, right? But because you didn't do your market research. You see, and a lot of people get to that point. I've faced it. I've seen people who do um, um, websites for 250. Look, we do websites for almost 100,000. Some companies, we charge them 100,000 to get the website done. And you ask someone doing 250 and then you, you start to ask me, I start asking myself, what is this guy doing that, that is not doing that I'm doing, you know? And you find that we are all skilled and we are, he's more even experienced, you know? So yeah, it's very important. It's very important that you get that. The team, I'm getting to the team now. Remember the business, when you have a business idea, you have a solution. You identify an opportunity and you are, actually trading the solution to get money, right? 
you're actually saying, I can do this for this price, right? But you have a bigger vision for your business. You don't just start your business saying, we'll see where we end up, you know? So when you have a vision, you must be very important. It's, it's, it's very important. It's the same as a dream. They say a dream uh, told to the wrong person, the dead dream. So, you know, if you have a dream about something and you tell it to the wrong person, it's either it's going to squash it. It's going to squash it and then you just leave it as it is. Like, ah, it's not possible. I was just dreaming. Ah, it's just a dream. It will just pass, you know? Like an idea. A lot of people have ideas. A lot of brilliant ideas. But the fact that they came and told it to this Nibu uh, somewhere who's stressed out, who, who just looking for a job, those ideas, they end up not being implemented. So that same applies to, to, to your team. The people you're going to hire or the people that you're going to partner with, do they have the same vision as you? It's very important. That's why there's interviews. You must know. You must learn the people you are getting associated with to say, do these people have the same vision with me? That one was my experience, was my mistake. I got my first, first, first company. I got to one company. I got it registered. I was so excited. I brought some people on board. I was so excited. I had this vision. And the next thing that I penned is, what happened is I, I took 50% um, and they, they shared 50%. I said, I'm safe, right? But what actually happened is they decided to make a meeting. And when they made a meeting, they actually voted me out. They said, no, you can't be a CEO anymore. And they came, they, they came together. Now they're 50, but they are majority as well. So they came together and said, no, you can't be a CEO. The board, what, what? And I said, okay, fine. Who wants to be a CEO? And then one wanted to be a CEO. And then he says, yeah, from now on, we are no longer looking at this vision. We are looking at this vision. And I was like, what? You see, the total business model of the company changed. And I'm telling you, that business doesn't exist anymore. So, <laughs> so it's very important. You must get the right people. You must get the right people. Because now as a team, you need to have the same goal to achieve. Um, um, so the other one, you know, uh, when your business is growing, you must not be selfish. Remember, as an entrepreneur, you are a servant. You are there to serve, right? You can't be all over. You can't, yes, when you start a business, you are a CEO, you are a salesman, you are, you are everything, right? That, that's why it's challenging. When you feel the pressure, it's time to delegate. It's time to hire. As much as your company, what, that means if there's pressure, that means there's money, right? That's the equation in business. The more you work, the more the money you're making, isn't it? So just to summarize, I said, you must make sure that the people you bring on board, they have the same vision as you. Because the same people, they break your vision or help you construct it to reach where you want it to be. So it's very important. Get to know the kind of people you're bringing on board. Right? And then um, I'm going to move to, 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 to hiring. It's very important. And you will feel it, right? You will feel it. When you start feeling the pressure as a businessman, when you see now you don't have time for family, now you're always, and you're stressed out. That's a good indication that, say, it's about time now that you start branching out. You can't multiply yourself. 
yes, we know you are a CEO and a salesperson when you started, but now you are in that point of time where you need soldiers to help you fight this struggle. So, you, you know, more work means more money. That means you, now you can afford to hire. It's very important that when you get that stage where you feel pressure, don't try to be selfish as an entrepreneur because as an entrepreneur, you're creating a legacy. You need your company to grow and then at some point be there and then you, you also venture on other things if you want, you know. You're just creating legacies. You're creating and you're creating jobs as well so that you identify more opportunities and you solve more problems, right? Um, I, I don't know if there's another one that you want me to elaborate as well on. Um, I think you, you already mentioned parts of it, but um, it was underpricing your products or services. Wow. Wow. You see, <laughs> that one, that one is a success determiner. I'm talking from experience. That one is a success determiner. And that one is the reason why most of African business, African-owned businesses, they are not making it. I said, if you underprice your product, you end up making a loss. It's like now you're running a charity. There's someone where I said it. So if you, you must choose, am I starting a charity or I'm starting a business that has to make profit, right? It's very important. So when I was in business, I used to think about a lot of things to say, no, I'm still starting. No, I need to charge this amount. No, without looking at, there's a point that I need to break, which is called the breaking even point, right? So it's very important that you make sure that your prices are standard. So the most important thing is you do your, 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 your price calculations. You see, price is not something that say, someone, someone, so when someone comes to you and say, how much? Don't just say it. You must, you must calculate it. it, it it's a result of a calculation. I mentioned the how to calculate price, right? So just to your audiences, price equals to your cost. So your cost includes your labor, if it is materials. So for us consultants, accountants as well, so we, we, we use our time. How much does my one hour cost, you know? How much does it cost me? So you, 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 your cost plus your margin, how much do you want out of there? So that's going to be the money that is going to grow your business, the money that you're going to retain, the money that is going to pay your expenses, the money that's going to pay your bills as well and pay your salary. So if you say, okay, fine, my margin, it's, it's, it's 50%. So you are saying, yes, my cost is 100 rand, my margin is 50%. That just means you're saying your margin is 50 rand, right? And your margin will be a profit. So you're going to say 100 rand plus 50 rand equals to 150. That's your price floor. You don't change that price. If you go anywhere under 100 rand, you are running a charity now because you you will never break that even point. Yeah, you, you, you must feel it when you are running a charity. You must feel it. You are. So yeah, from my experience, I used to do that. Honestly, I used to do that. Um, when I started my IT company, I used to do websites for like 800 rand and then i'll do a website and i'll do it for for the whole week and then i'll be having meetings and all those things and then i realized like how much time did i invest here how much data did i invest here my computer a whole lot of things 
then I realized, no, 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 no. One of the coach, um, his name is Sam Manu Machawa. He was a lawyer. He just, um, he just resigned and he started his own firm, his company. He's a business coach. He, he said, no, man, you did my website. I love your website very much. But look, your price besides what the service you gave me, if the service is here, your price is here. If I was someone I was going to ask, if you told me the price before, then I was going to say, will this guy deliver? But beside that, I love your website and your website is worth more than what you're saying. I'm like, okay, what do you mean? He said, you can three times your, 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 your price if you want. I'm like, how? He's like, try it. Then one client called me and said, how much is the website? I said, 6,000, say. He said, give me your banking details. And then he sent the money same time. I said, if I was collecting 6,000 from that year, where would I be now instead of the 800? You know, from that point of time, then I felt maybe that's what a lot of entrepreneurs are doing. That's why that business remains that small business. That spaza doesn't become show pride. It still becomes that spaza. You know, yeah, that small consulting company doesn't have a, an office somewhere in big cities. Maybe it's because of that. Because that's what I experienced. But the moment I learned that part, I'm telling you, first of thing, the benefits of having a good price. The benefits of good price, you, you get high value clients. High value clients, you get them. And you get people who, who trust and refer. And when you have, you, have, you have done someone for at the right price, when they refer you, they also vouch for your price. They say, but he doesn't come cheap. He delivers. You see? So already your standard is set. And the companies, when, when we come and we say 100000 for a website, already they know these guys what they are doing. So it helped me and it got my company a lot of big clients. At this point of time, I'll say is it's actually the most success determining good pricing and make sure that you, 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 you price accordingly. Oh, that's, that's amazing. As I like that. Um, actually the, that topic, I like it because I think when I started, uh, I was at a space where the only thing on my mind was getting, um, uh, getting food. That was the only thing on my mind when I started business, you know, and, I was just thinking, I just need to get my next meal and I'm sorted, right? And I entered the market charging. The lowest guy was here. I was here. (laughs) (laughs) So it it went on for, um, I think, for the first year. And then after that, I noticed, no, man, mm -mm, mm -mm, this is not going to float. Nope. And it's a beautiful thing when you begin to look for information. And I remember I, I watched a, a video by, I believe the guy's name is Dan Locke. I watched a video that where he was talking about how he started and all that and all that. I'm like, yeah, man, you make sense. Because I can't even pay for anything else other than food after doing a project. This has to be the wrong way of doing things. You know? And then I doubled my prices. And then I doubled them again and I doubled them the third time. And yeah, things started making sense. And I think that's the, the challenge with most entrepreneurs, thinking that if you price low, you will get more clients. But that's not the story. I discovered personally, I discovered that it didn't cost me any more to find a client that I would charge 1,000 rand for something as it would cost for me to find a client that I would charge 10,000 for something. It didn't cost me any difference. 
And then I realized after I landed my first client that paid me about 200K that the effort is not different. I think for most entrepreneurs, that's something that when they get into entrepreneurship, it's something they're not aware of, that um, you can actually charge more for your services or charge to your value for your services. And I'm really, I'm really grateful for your book because you go into detail about all of these things, you know, uh, and I think it's something that uh, we have to be promoting on the channel because the value that you have pegged into this, it's very small, but the amount of value you pegged in it, it's really amazing, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a success determiner. Indeed. Indeed. Now, um, we are, we're kind of out of time, but um, if you would say, let's say, looking at um, the number of businesses that you've talked to, the exposure you have had on the, on the continent and in South Africa uh, about business, what opportunities would you say entrepreneurs need to start taking advantage of? Or what opportunities are you seeing on the horizon? Okay. Um, you know, um, the first thing, um, I, I said it um, not so long in another interview, I said, for every disaster, there's always an opportunity, right? As Africans now, we, 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 we are facing uh, what we call, uh, for some it's a disaster. So a lot of things are breaking apart. Um, the pandemic has stopped a lot of things. Uh, some lost money, some businesses closed. But an entrepreneur is, you know, it's, it's like, it's an inner skill. It's an inner skill where one can see opportunities where opportunities seems like they are not there. So for example, for those who are um, IT skilled, this is their time. This is their time to now apply their skills and get all these clients. There's many companies that need websites now, right? If you can do it, do it. Now you can still, um, so th I think the best thing that I can say to anyone as a consultant is digitalize your business. Anything online now as a businessman can get you money and can take you somewhere. Not saying that you must detach from your patient. It's very important that you still stick on your patient. Do the things you love because you are saving people. You don't have to try other businesses just for money, but you need to do it with your heart and your patient. Then you put more effort on it. You know, we, we have different talents. We have different gifts and different qualifications. If yet you lost your job, that means you, you, if you, you are in, like, for example, if you were an, you were an employee, then that means that's an opportunity for you to say, what did I learn when I was working? Can't I do it and offer a service to someone? But talking with entrepreneurs like myself, it doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter how much experience you have. The most important thing is look at your patient, look at your talents, look at opportunities around you, your surroundings. Someone is in Congo, someone is in a village, but yet you might be, the person who can develop that village. So look for opportunities and don't. First important thing, never use funding as an excuse to start a business or to, to tackle your business idea. If you are an entrepreneur, you will find ways to make, the to make money to get to where you are. So it's simple. It's okay to start small while thinking big. You know, you can start with what you have. You can start with what you have to get where you want. 
Hence, I said, a vision starts this size. And then when you are in that vision, it develops another vision and it becomes the greatest ideas that people get surprised. How did you get here? You don't get the same day, one day. So the most important thing is, as entrepreneurs, let's look for problems that we can solve. There's a lot of problems. People are crying at this point of time. What is it that we're good at? Let's apply that. That will actually help our businesses. And remember, it's not only helping our business. We will also help the, the, our communities because we, the more we, we are successful, the more the people we can employ and the more um, we can better our economy as well. Because we are the, you know, God actually, you know, to be an entrepreneur is the best gift you can have because now you are expected to be an artist. You have to create things that some of them don't exist. So now let's be that creative. Let's be that artistic. Most important, if you feel like you don't understand what's going on with your idea, ask, ask God. It's, God will answer you. From my experience, God will answer you. Get clarity and say, God, here's my vision. I want to serve your people. I want to distribute this. I want to do this. Can you help me? These are your people. I don't know much about them. You know them. But can you help me serve them? You will never go wrong. You'll never go wrong. Thank that's you. Beautiful. That's 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 really amazing because wow. All of the things that I think at most, whenever you you get stuck as an entrepreneur, I think I've found, I found, and I I'm quoting Billy Graham on this, that when he said, in order for us to raise nations up, we need to get down on our knees. And I think that was a very profound thing. And in business as well, in order for us to raise our businesses up, our economies up, we first have to get down on our knees. That's really beautiful. As we get into closing, where can people contact you? How do they get hold of you? Where can they find most importantly your book, The Praying Entrepreneur? All right. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll just give out my numbers. Um, people can always call me, um, you know, 07676 3452. Um, my email, uh, that's my business email, info at lavtorison.co.za. You can as well find uh, me on, on Facebook or just search the title, The Praying Entrepreneur. There's a, there's a page for the, for the book. Um, and then you'll get instructions on how you can order the book. You can also get the book on Amazon. You can just search The Praying Entrepreneur. As well as I have an online store. So you can also um, get the, the book on my online store. You can just go and buy it and then it will be delivered to you. Hence, I said, um, this book, there's a lot that we didn't unpack, but I believe if anyone has any questions, business-related questions, because I also talk on entrepreneurship, they can always contact me and then we can solve your problems. You know, we, 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 can, we, can, we can go th through this journey together. We have different experiences and, and yet we, we know differently. So you know something I don't know. I know something, you know. So, yeah, let's, 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 let's assist each other. I really also appreciate as well, uh, not breaking, but just to, this is my first book. And I got very motivated that in like two months of publishing it, it managed to win an African award. I was so amazed. But yeah, you know, you know, when God is in control, anything is possible. So uh, all the best when one will be in touch um, and, and get the book. Um, this is an asset. If you are an accounting person, no, this is an asset. All right. Now, besides your book, do you read any other books? 
perhaps a book you can recommend for entrepreneurs on the continent? We, we, we all started rich daddy, poor daddy, right? So for, for someone who really needs to understand the fundamentals of finance, finance, so that's that's financial literacy. You need to know how, what is debit, what is credit, because you are going to be the accountant for your business before the business become big to hire an accountant, right? So that one I would recommend it for the accounting skill you need. Even on my book, I summarized a bit of accounting skills that you need, right? And um, um, there's also sales books. Uh, um, sales book. There's a book that I recommend that is one of my, my mentor. He just published it now. It's called Celebrate. So celebrate, not celebrate, but it's celebrate. So it teaches you how to sell. It's very important. And as I said, I didn't give you a background. I, I have a bit of um, experience in sales. So that really helps me in my business. Very important. You must be able to convince people from their pockets and give you. So they say entrepreneurs. One of your speakers said last time, I said, we actually take money from people without stealing it from them, you know? So yeah, um, um, it's called Celebrate. Um, um, if one person needs it, I can still uh, get in touch with the author and get you that as well. But there's also big books, um, international books like um, The Million Next Door, depending on what is your vision. You know, um, if you, you, you want to make a lot of money, because we, we, we get into, into business for different reasons. So for some of us, we have personal goals to say, I want to be a millionaire besides my business. I want to be a millionaire personally. So yeah, it's very important for entrepreneurs to, to, to get sales books. So I can't have much of, of, of the list, but I have, I, have, I have a couple of them. Yeah, but that's the most uh, books that I can, the sales book and, and also the, the, the accounting book because that's very fundamental according to me in business. Yes. That's beautiful. We'll put all of that information in the notes, uh, your contact information and the books that you have recommended. We'll put all of that in the notes. I really, really appreciate you having taken the time to be with us today and share so much value. You know, there's, uh, there's only so much time, but I love the fact that you're able to pick in so much value into it. This is going to be a dynamite of an episode. You know, I really appreciate you coming through and giving us the time. No, I really appreciate you to be able to reach out the whole Africa. I really appreciate the opportunity. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Remember to subscribe, review, and share this podcast. Be sure to join millions of fellow entrepreneurs at Big Shot Business Network. For this week's show notes, visit likeabigshot.com slash podcast. Until next week, this has been the Big Shot Business Podcast. Podcast.